Hello and welcome to another edition of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for joining me on this sports podcast, this edition of today's show, which will be covering a lot of different topics, starting with my boy Ryan Souls living in Chicago. We're going to talk about the NFL. We've been discussing NFL storylines for the past eight years or so, off and on. Uh, I host a college radio show with him. We're going to talk about the Eagles resurgence, the Cowboys struggling on their way out, some big storylines in the NFL, a loaded NFC playoff picture, a very depleted AFC playoff picture, and then some thoughts on Sean Taylor you're not going to want to miss. And then Brenna Haven returns to the show to talk college basketball, her Kentucky Wildcats, some pop culture news. I vent a little bit on the Tom Brady diet. We talked about some sports couples. A lot of different topics. We went way, way around the world there. But uh, it was a very fun discussion. First up, Ryan Souls, then Brenna Haven. It's the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. All right, Money Mitch Effect. Talking NFL action. 12 weeks down. We are officially in the stretch run. And to help me recap what's going on so far in a crazy year, I brought back Ryan Souls to the program. Ryan, thanks for returning. More NFL talk. Glad to have you back. Man, I'm happy to be here. It's good to be talking some football. We hit the home stretch coming up here, so I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have fun. Let's do it. Now settle something for me because I really don't know if you're more excited as an Eagles fan that the Eagles are 10-1 and or that the Cowboys are 5-6. and you know, that's a very fair question. Uh, and believe it or not, I was thinking about this today. Uh, I'm like 51-49, and I don't know which way to go. I think some days I'm just really happy that Dallas continues to struggle. And then a lot of days I'm just really happy that Pennsylvania got here a little quicker than I thought. But then again, I'm, I'm not about to get the parade going just yet. So I don't know. Today I'm feeling like, I hate Dallas, so today I'm happier that the Cowboys lost on Thanksgiving and got caught a beat down on Thanksgiving. You know, they did, and maybe we undersold the value of Zeke. Maybe the team outperformed a bit last year. Dak's not looking great, but there are line issues, and quite frankly, a lot wrong with this team. Ryan, the Cowboys don't have many playmakers on their offense, at least without Zeke Elliott. Their defense is, is okay, but... Part of me also thinks that when you have the competition that you have in the Eagles, you know, Dallas was able to kind of coast in the regular season last year. The Chargers give them credit played well, but Dallas looks like a shell of themselves. They've lost all of their confidence. Yeah, they have. And I think, you know, a lot of this, you know, you can put on Doug Prescott. He's a quarterback. We're going to give, you know, them everything when they win. And we're also going to give them everything when they lose. And I think Dak is no... Uh, he's not impervious to that, but I would say that a lot of this falls on Jason Garrett as well because they don't make adjustments at all. They know the opponent knows how Dallas is going to play them, and they just exploit their weaknesses and they don't adjust. And not only don't do they not adjust during the game, but they don't adjust from game to game. And you got to tell me, you know, if I'm wrong here, but. At any point, if you think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be suspended, regardless of what Jerry Jones is out here trotting around, you have to prepare for the worst. And it just does not seem like they've done that. No. And, you know, that makes me happy, but it's just it, 
it doesn't seem like they've done that at all. Yeah, I, I think Garrett uh, is not doing a good job. I think, you know, it's funny, Jerry Jones, his statement, and it might be crazy thinking this, but I, I tend to agree with a lot of what he said. They don't have to blow this team up. Uh, there's still a lot of talent there. They, the problem might be strategic. It might be figuring out a better game plan. I agree. Dak's not, I mean, I think we kind of anointed Dak to be the savior that he wasn't, and now, fittingly, everybody's piling on him. I think he resides somewhere in the middle. He's a good quarterback. Probably not a great one, though. Well, let me ask you this. The Cowboys are 5-6 and six right now. What do you think their record would be if Bill Belichick was coaching this exact same roster? Yeah, that's fair. you got to give Belichick at least, what, three more wins? Is that I, at, at least. At least. So I, I think that this team has tons of talent, to your point, that I think next year with Zeke back, I think we're talking about them going into the year just as much as we were last year in terms of what they can be. Uh, I think we really know we we know about Des Bryant now. We know he's not an elite receiver anymore. That's been on tape over and over and over again. But this team still has weapons. Jason Witten and Dirk Nowitzki are drinking the same water, mm-hmm. uh, staying ageless out there. So this team has talent. But you know, I ask again if Bill Belichick or another. You know, a better coach was coaching this team. How many more wins would they have? It's fair. It's certainly fair. Well, Ryan, the other side of this game were the San- the Los Angeles Chargers. I keep calling them the San Diego Chargers. But the fact still remains. Going into this game, Ryan, I was looking at the terrible, terrible AFC playoff picture. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out who could maybe make a run. And I kept circling back to the L.A. Chargers. And you know I own my bad picks on this show. But yeah. I have to say, I feel like there's a really, really good chance that the Chargers make the playoffs, considering that there is so much talent on that team compared to the other teams fighting for an AFC playoff spot. They just have to get out of their own way, and it seems like at least against Dallas in the last couple weeks they've done that. Yeah, and, and, you know, getting out of your own way is huge, and, you know, that makes me go immediately to Phillip Rivers. If you can tell me that every game Phillip Rivers is going to go 27-33 to for three touchdowns and no picks, this team's got a good shot. In the last few games that they've been winning, he's had really good numbers. He, they, he's played well. The defense has played a little better than expected. Keenan Allen has been balling. Keenan Allen has been balling. So this team keeps playing like this. I do think they can make the playoffs, but this team loves to get in its own way. But they can win the division now. I mean, <laughs> they're game up with how, the, with how the Chiefs have been struggling, who we'll get to in a sec, but... I still come back to when you're at the bottom of that playoff barrel just trying to get in, I look at strengths. You know, what can you do? And that pass rush, Bosa and Ingram, as good of a one-two punch as I can think of in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, Bosa's really young. Ingram, you know, is not young, but he's not old. And, you know, the, this defense is, is stout, and Phillip Rivers is playing some really good football. He is. Well, Ryan, I do want to talk about your boys, the Eagles, 10-1 and now. And this game wasn't anything special, with all due respect. It was the Bears. And oh, it we was. Know, we know how bad they are. So there's part of this where I think the, the Eagles' schedule has been a little fortuitous at times. The mm-hmm. Eagles are taking care of business with a simple approach. Wentz is making plays. That power running game looks good. But what do you think, now that we know that the Eagles are legit contenders, right, what do you think about their chances compared to the other powers that be up atop the NFL? Like, we don't have to consider the Eagles emerging. They've emerged. But the uh-huh. NFC loaded for contenders. What do you think is going to be make or break for this team going forward to that playoff yeah. run? 
you know, and I, I think this really just boils down to any given Sunday. I think the Eagles having a 10 and one record, you know, is definitely shown to, you know, their preparation, how well they've just played and been able to grind out games and also beat teams down the teams that they're supposed to beat. But I think when you look at the Saints, I think you look at the Vikings, I think you look at the Rams, I don't think those teams are that far off, if far or if far at all. You know, they might be on par. It's just the Eagles have a better record. I think any of these teams play each other in the playoffs and anything is prone to happen. So, you know, but to answer your question, I think they just have to keep doing what they're doing. This is a young offense. And the closer you get to the playoffs, when you get into the playoffs, how much of a variable is the, is its experience? You know, if it's not that big of a variable where we take, you know, Seattle Seahawks, you know, where they beat the brakes off Peyton Manning, uh, you know, a few years ago with a bunch of young guys who two years before nobody had really ever heard of. Uh, that's one thing, you know, this could happen. But I think, you know, we'll have to see with the quarterback who played in North Dakota uh, when he gets in the playoffs, weather's not going to be a factor, but you're playing in front of 80,000. What's going to happen? The front seven has been nasty on the defensive side, and, and I, I want to see this power running game, especially in the cold Absolutely. weather. Absolutely. And, and Blunt together, I think those two with Wentz making the big throws and not turning the ball over is key for this team. It's funny. We've gone, we've come a long way from the uh, Ryan Lindley-led Arizona Cardinals versus a losing record Panthers team in the playoffs. Looking at the NFC playoff picture, mm-hmm. five deep, I'd say easily, maybe even six deep. Every team that gets in might have a chance to go all the way. When you consider that the Falcons, Panthers, two teams we didn't even mention, are, get, are hitting their stride too, I, there's going to be no easy games in the NFC. No, not at all. No easy games. And anybody can go home. And any team that beats any of these teams is deserving of the net, of their advancement. Ryan Soul's Money Mitch Effect. Uh, we're still going to recap a week that didn't really see – in the NFL, a lot of top matchups, but a lot of teams taking care of business, doing what they need to do to prove to be contenders. I was to- I was caught by something else on Thanksgiving, Ryan. Definitely not that Giants-Redskins debacle, which was very, very tough to watch. I, I Hopefully everybody napped through that one. But Vikings and Lions, Case Keenum leading the Vikings to 9-2. and two. Ryan, there's not really a drop-off with this team that lost Dalvin Cook, is down to Case Keenum at quarterback. This team is Super Bowl ready right now. I agree. This team is Super Bowl ready right now. And in a crazy way, you have to say, you can't say it's Super Bowl ready in spite of Case Keenum. You might not be able to confidently say it is because of Case Keenum, but it's definitely not in spite of him. He's helping that team win. The team's still able to run the football at 136 yards on the ground total. And then the defense, like you say, they just play disciplined defense. That front four is ferocious with Griffin and Everett. And um, nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. No, they don't. Zimmer can just flat out coach. He can. And he can manage a team through injuries. I think that's his reputation now, too. I want to read you, Ryan, right now, 10 names right now that are leading the league in in receiving yards. We'll do that right now. All right. In In no particular order. Uh, well, we'll go in order, and I'm going to save one for the last. So it's Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, A.J. Green, Michael Thomas, Larry Fitzgerald, Travis Kelsey, and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, who's third, by the way. He's third on that list. 
Wow. One of these does not just seem right. He's behind two guys by the name of Antonio and Julio. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you've got to give this guy credit, too, because there's there's a time. This is an undrafted player out of Division Two, and he's third in the league in receiving. And he's doing it with, I mean, I don't want to pile on Case Keenum at all, but not Matt Ryan or Ben Roethlisberger. No, not at all. I mean, not even Sam Bradford, if you want to go that far. I think this has been incredible. And they just, you know, we always talk about it in the NFL because if one game can decide everything, it's just about who gets hot. And if this team stays hot, nobody wants to play them. No, no, they don't. And they're a physical, mean, and nasty team, and they're going to make life miserable for a lot of these other teams. Some interesting stylistic matchups if they get some of those NFC South teams too. But, Ryan, the premier game of the week was that Saints-Rams game, which saw the Rams get their, I think, hands down, most impressive win of the season, being the Saints. I know it was at home, and the Saints are battling some injuries, but the Rams improved to 8-3 and on the season in a really exciting game that I think we saw both of these teams, how their styles worked and, and what they could and couldn't do when the pressure was on. But 26-20 Rams win. The biggest game of Jared Goff's career, and he threw 354 yards and two touchdowns. So I got to ask you, while we were quick to put Goff down, should we embrace him fully as a, a coming into being an elite quarterback? I know he's not at that Wentz level, but he's pretty close to being a top 10 quarterback already. Well, you know, Mitch, it's funny you bring that up because I heard something interesting today, and I might even try to be facetious when I say this because I thought it was a good point. But Jared Goff, sadly, in his rookie year, suffered from two things. I think Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher, number one, and I think Hard Knocks, number two, because he got painted as this incompetent quarterback. And I think when he finally was able to get away from Jeff Fisher. And he put the results together on tape with weapons around him. That move that the Rams made to go up and get him doesn't seem all that bad. No, and we've talked about this. If you believe in a quarterback, you go get him. Mm -hmm. And he showed in college that he had all the measurables. Right. Uh, And and I, I really caution everybody to write off anybody after year one. I mean, even Wentz. Wentz's accuracy was not good last year, and now he's a front runner for the MVP. Right. Give Gall and McVeigh, by the way, who I want to give tons of credit to because this isn't his first rodeo. We can mm-hmm. look no further than Kirk Cousins in Washington. McVeigh right. was his was his guy there too, so he's done it before. Uh, but the offense is opening up; it's exciting. Of all the plays that they call, you know, Tony Romo, as good as he's done calling games, he said something interesting. He said he's never seen a team design as many receiver screens to get their guys the ball in space as yeah. the Rams do. And I thought about that, and it's very true. I mean. Watkins, Woods, and Cup. Not exactly the best receiving core, but they're mm-hmm. showing out this year. A lot of it's golf and a lot of it's that design. It is. I mean, and like you said, you got to give a lot of credit to McVay here. And golf is just putting the ball in the places where they need to be put. And Todd Gurley with the resurgence here. But it's you know, easier, too, when you have that passing game. I mean, when you get oh. away from Jeff Fisher, I think all this stuff's connected. But the passing game, the defense is a little refreshed because they're not on the field as much. Goff's playing with confidence, and Gurley is becoming that bell cow, bell cow running back. I think the Rams, look, they're a young team. They, uh-huh. we got to see if they can win these big games when they really do matter, and this was one of them. This was clearly a game. If they lose, the Seahawks move to first place, and then they're fighting for a playoff spot. So fascinating race because with Seattle as a team we didn't mention, there's going to be a very good team left out of the playoffs. Absolutely. 
going down the stretch is going to be awesome. It is. Now, look, Ryan, you know that I've been brutal with some of these picks this year. But I still like that Saints West wildcard spot that I had uh, preseason. I was a little shaky after their first two losses. They went, oh. on, they went on an eight-game win streak, and they lose a game to the Rams on the road. With uh, missing Lattimore is a big loss, as we've seen, one of the best corners uh, already in the league. But for this team to have success, it's crazy to say this, but they need to rely more on the running game than Drew Brees. And I never thought I'd see the day when that would result in more wins, but I think it's clear as day right now. I agree. And the crazy part is it's not like Drew Brees is even playing poorly. No, unless you're unless you're a fantasy guy that's just looking at numbers. And right. some of us fall in position, they say, why is he down? They're making a conscious decision for the better of their football team to run the ball. Absolutely. They're making a conscious decision to run the football. And... I don't know from years past if it was injuries. I don't know if it was guys getting more comfortable. But even if the offense, if you were, you know, you put on paper and say, okay, I think the Saints can have a really good offense because something just preseason, I really think Alvin Kamara is going to be really good. What makes you think the defense was going to be? They're not great, but what makes you think they were going to be good enough to where, okay, the Saints could get to the Super Bowl? Well, I think part of it is just drafting enough blue chip prospects, and I, I don't understand why teams don't do this as much. But they just started throwing, you know, basically to use a metaphor, just throwing darts at the board. Mm-hmm. Like they used as many picks as they could <laughs> to fix a terrible secondary, and not all of them have panned out, but enough have to show improvement. Right. Um, but also, they didn't have the horses before Ryan. I mean, Ingram is a top five running back in the league, and by the way, what a great ca- clause in a contract. Where if he makes all pro, he can hit free agency early. Earlier, his early. agent deserves a big bonus for that one because Ingram's going to get his big payday a year early because year. of clause that no one really saw coming. That's that's a pretty awesome clause, and I agree that that agent gets a big bonus. Alvin Kamara, though Ryan is probably going to win Rookie of the Year. As ridiculous as that would have sounded, as little as a month ago, with injuries to you know Deshaun Watson, obviously that sucked for the whole league. And Kareem Hunt not really doing much this last month. Kamara is is electric. I mean, this is the best one-two running back punch I think we could say in the league right now. And you have a guy like Kamara who's just built for that Sean Payton, Drew Brees offense. It's it's tough to stop. Yeah, it's really tough to stop. They're just so versatile. And who would have thought I would say this is a, a faster Darren Sproles who can also run between the tackles. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see, certainly, with Ryan Souls here on the Money Mitch effect. I do want to talk a little bit more about the NFC before we shoot over to the AFC. And the other teams we mentioned in that playoff hunt, you know, Atlanta wins a tight one over Tampa Bay. Julio Jones, I mean, Jesus, that guy. (laughs) Three games he's had in his career over 250 yards receiving. No other active player has more. I think no other player in NFL history, if I have that right, has more than one. And he's Mm -hmm. got three. Um, But it was a close one. Tampa Bay gave him all they could handle. Carolina has gotten to 8-3, and three and, and it hasn't been the most impressive, especially from Cam Newton, but the defense looks to be back. And then Seattle just keeps hanging on with uh, wounded defense, to say the least. And maybe at this point, Ryan, my favorite player to watch in the NFL, Russell Wilson, just how hard he plays week in, week out on every single play. But what do you think about these three teams? Because, like I said, one of them is probably going to miss the playoffs unless the Saints or Rams fall into that mix as well. Do you think there's some vulnerability in any of the teams I mentioned? 
Okay, so we got Seattle, we got Carolina. Who was the other one? Atlanta. Who did I Atlanta, who is getting warmer, and you know there's still too much talent there. Okay, so I'll say this, and you know I can't remember what I said preseason, but Carolina scares me the most in a bad way because I don't know what I'm gonna get out of Cam Newton every week, and especially in the NFC, as good as Keekly is, as good as that front seven is in Carolina. They're going up against some really good offenses in the NFC. And this might be the worst 8-3 and three team that I've seen in a long time. It's pretty funny, but I was thinking the it, exact same thing, especially from an offensive standpoint. Uh, it's just bland. Mm-hmm. It is. Your point about Seattle, I think their aspirations kind of went down the drain when Sherman went down, and not because it's just Sherman, but the fact that you really just had at that point Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas coming back sooner or a little later, rather. And now that Chancellor's, Chancellor's out, gone, Sherman's out. I as great as Russell Wilson is, at some point his weapons are going to fail him, just because that, I think that's what we've seen in the playoffs when teams are able to just clamp clamp down and say, okay, we're gonna make anybody else except Russell Wilson beat us, and. I think that's just kind of the narrative about Seattle without the Legion of Boom being intact. And really since that debacle in the Super Bowl, your last team, Atlanta, I think they're the most dangerous just because I think they're kind of starting to figure it out. I think we weren't really sure about the Sarkeesian thing. And I'm still not 100% sure about the Sarkeesian thing, but they look a lot better because they, I mean, they looked, you were just wondering, is Kyle Shanahan really this good? Because he left and... You know, Matt Ryan really fell off, and they're looking a little better. So out of these teams, even though Atlanta has the worst record out of the three, I, w- I think I would pick Atlanta to be a bigger threat, uh, really based on injury for Seattle, and then based on you don't know what you're getting out of Carolina. You know, I'm with you. Atlanta, with the big win over Seattle to get that tiebreaker in the head-to-head, I don't think people talk about enough. Uh, that mm-hmm. was big. They're starting to right the ship. A lot like the Chargers. They lost some games that they shouldn't have early. But... I'm with you in Carolina. Not, I just don't see that offensive confidence, firepower, kind of a combination of both. I still, for whatever reason, Ryan, I just trust Seattle and Pete Carroll and this team to at least get to the playoffs. Uh, I, I'd say even more than Carolina right now. I would say, too, yeah, when they get there, they're not going to make that run to the Super Bowl because they don't have the firepower there. But there's something about Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson in the regular season where I feel like they'll just figure it out and – Maybe it, you know next week they play the Eagles. What a game so, that is! Right. So here's their here's their last five games going down the stretch. They're home for the Eagles. They're at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Home for the Rams. At Dallas, and then home for the Cardinals to close it out. Tough. So even though those last two teams are reeling, none of these games are easy. I think you're going to get every team's best shot, especially if Dallas manages to have squeaked a couple games out by the time they get. To Seattle, you never know what could happen in that game. And then all those teams, all those divisional games out west, they always play each other tough. So end of your season versus the Cardinals ain't going to be a cakewalk either. Right. And the other thing, too, though, we got to keep in mind, three NFC South teams in this hunt, they all got to play each other. You know, Falcon Saints play twice. They haven't even played yet this year. So yeah. Crazy scheduling there. But all right, Ryan Soul's Money Mitch Effect in the AFC I mean, it sucks, but we're just looking at Patriots-Steelers again, right? I mean, yeah, we are. Just, and probably the same result because yeah. I don't think Steelers are close. 
Steelers secondary, you know, they win that game against Green Bay. Brown, again, is a wizard out there. Uh, just unbelievable playmaking ability by by him. And that Pittsburgh offense looks good. But still, some weaknesses on that defense, particularly at that cornerback position. Now, I will give credit to Brett Hundley for having his first great game as a pro. He played well. No no knocking that. I mean, he he was you know hearing it from all sides um, going into this game. He played well. But still some things with Pittsburgh where you'd like to see them clean up on the defensive side. You just get a sense that Brady's just going to pick them apart. Right. And there's something about the Steelers team just playing down the competition. And I'm not trying to say that this Green Bay team is bad, but you're supposed to beat the Green Bay Packers by more than three points if you're really this good. You had 121 yards on the ground. Once again, Antonio Brown balled out. And I must say, Mitch, we we, we are damn lucky to have witnessed just just eras of greatness at the wide receiver position for so long. And now we got these guys and Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, obviously OBJ when he's healthy. But the Steelers team should be beating teams more handily than they are. And when you get to New England, New England's not going to play down to their competition. And I just don't think Pittsburgh is disciplined enough to beat them. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, but on the flip side, there's nobody else in the AFC. <laughs> so that, so, um, you know, because like the Chiefs, I mean, where did they go? They're six and five. That offense just looks dreadful now. I, I'm not pinning this all on Alex Smith. He hasn't played well. But I mean, Kareem, Kareem Hunt's not running the ball. The line's not blocking yeah, as well. I mean, that's it's t- a totally different team. And mm-hmm. I don't know how frisky you're feeling about the AFC South, who's going to have two playoff teams like I thought they would. Only one of them is not going to be the Texans, but. Man, I mean, one of it's Blake Bortles versus a Titans team that, you know, good for them. You know, they're going to get into the playoffs, but they're the third best team in the AFC right now. Right, right. And it's crazy because I was getting ready to say, like, after the Steelers, I mean, who this, who's the team that's really most liable to get hot? Think about if they had a quarterback, though, Ryan. If they had a legit quarterback in Jacksonville. <laughs> listen. listen. The best thing that ever happened to Kirk Cousins was Jimmy G going to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Cousins is going to Jacksonville. You so. heard it here. Yeah. That's good. There's <laughs> only one other team, I think. That's that the team. best option by far to me. You got a top 10 defense and you got Leonard Fournette back there. Okay. I'm not going to disagree that that I mean, it sounds like the best option, but there's another team I have in mind. And that's okay. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. That's the Denver Broncos, and I think Elway in the room just, you know, turns the charm up a little bit and knows how to close that out. But, yeah, I mean, Cousins is going to get paid. Um, yeah, there's just nobody else. Who gets hot? Maybe, man, maybe I'm selling the Chargers short. If that, yeah. if that team, I they got to get it first. Yeah, process of elimination, though. I don't, you know, we'll see what happens with the Ravens tonight. We're recording this on Monday. But, uh, Ryan, last thing before we start to wrap this up. I got to talk about uh, probably the most interesting thing I saw all day, all uh, all Sunday. And no, it wasn't the Browns losing again. It was the uh, Tlaib and Crabtree fight. We were, yeah. I thought I was watching UFC for a second. Chain snatching part two. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with uh, the, the notion out there. That should not take place on a football field. I mean, it's just it's getting petty at this point. But which part? Get your chain snatch part or the fighting part? Well, okay, yeah. As a fan, it's funny to see it keep happening. But both these guys are just going to hurt their teams. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I, 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 and I think they're going to get suspended because the fight – when have you seen a fight just start up again at the 10-yard line? No referees in the middle of it. 
That was uh, the part where it got ridiculous. I mean, but let me ask you, and I don't care how much you're getting paid as a referee. You go jump in the middle of the key to leave, yeah. and the rest of those Denver players and, and the Oakland Raiders, you go jump in, you go try to break that up? Boy, Tlaib, yeah, no, that's probably not. But Tlaib, <laughs> yeah. you could tell he got in Crabtree's head because he threw a balled-up fist at a guy wearing a helmet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, just, just not what you want to see there. Two teams that you know had high aspirations, and they're just not really going anywhere, so. Yeah, and they're kind of both in the, the, the bad place of the year, and, that, and that's kind of what it all culminated into. It's one thing that these guys hate each other, and that's completely personal. But both of their teams just suck, and they were so we had high hopes for both of them. Yeah, and, and I do think that played a factor, right? Like, if mm-hmm. they're playing, if they're both 8-7-3 and they're seven and three going into this game, I don't think they're getting into that fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll probably be some pushing and some shoving, and there might have to be a separation or two. But we're not going to be throwing blows out here. And I don't even think if they're both seven and three that Crabtree's getting his chain snatched. No, probably not. He taped it down. That's what Adam Schefter tweeted out. He taped it down and still. Did he? Yeah. He needed some stick. He needed some stick him yesterday. But I got to tell you, uh, Tlaib's lucky that wasn't Steve Smith. Oh, he's not, he's not, it's going a little differently. (laughs) You know what? It's going to go differently, but I'm not, we seem to keep to to leave record off the field. I'm not about to say he's going to back down either. No, he's not, but we saw that. It'll be be a fight. It's not going to be Andre Johnson, Corton Finnegan, but you know, it, it, it will be a fight for sure. I'm not doubting Mighty Mouse and, uh, we saw that happen on the field when, when Tlaib was on the Patriots and Steve Smith said ice up. At the end yep. of the game, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, all right, Ryan Soul's money mission effect. Last thing before I let you go, on a uh, definitely on a more serious note, we're recording this November twenty seventh. Ryan, ten years ago to the day, Sean Taylor died, and uh, it's weird to think that it's been ten years already. He he was only what twenty four, I think twenty five yeah. at the time. Uh, uh-huh. But Ryan, you know you're you were a Miami football fan. You know we saw his rise and just his dominance, and then him get taken away from us so early when he was starting to figure it out uh, as a truly you know, transcendent player. But how do you think he's being remembered and will be remembered? Uh, a guy that, you know, it's, it's weird to think that a lot of these kids today, you know, coming up in high school, junior high, don't really know, didn't really live those moments. How do you think Sean Taylor will be remembered here on the 10th anniversary of his death? You know, I don't know how he's going to be remembered, but I hope he'll be remembered as someone who really was an incredible football player for the time that he was able to play football uh, you know, on this earth, I think um, what people don't know about Sean Taylor, and you know, you can read up on this or you know, watch stuff about it, but Sean Taylor really took care of his family. That was really important to him. And regardless of what people say about the people he hung out with or whatever, from what I've read and from our research, he's tried to keep he had tried to keep his family away from that type of stuff. And what he had seemed to get to a point to try to separate his family from the things that got him killed, he was killed. Yeah, I mean, he died protecting his family. I think that's the, the first thing that should be said about him, regardless of how he was as a football player. And, you know, when I said figuring it out, a lot of players, a lot of people that worked within that Redskins organization talked about how he was always, you know, a, a nice guy, but he never really understood when he got drafted how great he could be. And that's the part that, you know, you know, aside obviously from losing a life, is that he was starting to, to really figure it out. He had that, I think, three or four pick game against Brett Favre. 
I was watching ESPN this morning, and Lewis Riddick, who's a really good analyst for ESPN, said, you know, he was working for that Redskins team. He, he was scouting him, and he said, you know, he played safety. He had a, a couple-year career in the NFL, and he told Taylor, like, you were everything that I wanted to be as a player. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's like, really? Like, he, it, it cut through to him. So, um, yeah. one, of the best, one of the best athletes I've ever seen in the secondary, and I truly believe he could have been the greatest ever. I know yeah. Roddy Lott, Ed Reed had unbelievable careers. We just don't know. But he had a chance, absolutely. If people don't know about who Sean Taylor was and who he was as a football player, they're missing out because, like you said, th- this was greatness on its way. It was, man. It was. And uh, I'd encourage everybody out there to watch some of his clips. The uh, Football Life NFL Network did was a great one. Yeah, you know what? And even if you're not even into the schematics of football, just go watch him light up Brian Mormon. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those. If you're going to watch anything else, just go watch him blow a punter up. Yeah. Oh, that was great, man. And his highlights at the U were just phenomenal. Um, Phenomenal. Just, just great. It's sad that you know we lost him, but I think his legacy is going to be you know remembered as one of the one of the greats to ever play. It was a brief window, but he was a great. He was so so good at football, and um, prayers and condolences to his family for sure. And the last thing I'll say, and I wouldn't be mad if it happened either way, but if somehow he ended up, his memory ended up earning him a gold jacket, I would not be mad. Yeah, it's tough with that short career, but um, it is. It is. It we is. Need to, but, we need to get him into the college football hall of fame first, for yeah, sure. You know, yeah, that was that was a great career there. But Ryan, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, stretch run time. You got the Eagles back in the saddle, so uh, exciting times ahead for sure. See how it goes. All right, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Until next time. Thanks for stopping by the Money Mitch Effect. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Huge thanks to Ryan Souls for coming on today's show. Big thanks to him as always. And yeah, we're both excited for the final five weeks of the NFL season and the playoffs. It's that stretch run. It's post-Thanksgiving. It's the time when football really matters. And I do want to say, we didn't get to talk about Eli Manning. That news broke uh, afterwards, uh, the day after we recorded that on Monday. So didn't get his thoughts on that. But I can assure you, he was probably not happy with how the Giants handled it. Next up, it is Brenna Haven, though. We talked about Eli. We talked about a lot of different things. College basketball, J-Lo and A-Rod, uh, <laughs> the Oshis, uh, a lot of different topics as well there. Her DC Sports Hot Minute Corner. A lot of pop culture with Brenna. It is always a good time talking to her. Here she is now, first time in months. Brenna Haven back on the Money Mitch Effect. All right, Money Mitch Effect. And back again. It's been months since you've returned to talk some basketball, some pop culture, some other things. Brenna Haven joining the show. Brenna, good as always to see you. Hi, thank you for having me. It's been a long time. Long? Because you haven't even seen the, the official setup. No. This is the first time yes. that we've been you know that we've been able to get you into the unofficial studio. Yes, uh, I like it. It's very nice. We try, to, we try to keep it a little professional, you know. Try to try to put on a front <laughs> like I actually know what I'm doing. But uh it, I think it was winter the last time, or soon to be spring. I know it was before March Madness started was the last no, time. No, I think it was March Madness yeah, right because I was sat with Ron. Okay, yeah. And we did the brackets. It was. We did it the was, first and second round of the right. brackets, so it was, it was. Uh, yeah, it was Rob early was March. Too. We had those uh-huh, four. Uh-huh. It was the first and only, I think, four-person mm-hmm. around this table, but... 
Um, now we're back in college basketball season starting already, and I know both of us are just kind of getting into college basketball for this season with football and everything else and all the drama surrounding those sports. But it's always fun to kind of just tread the waters on college basketball season. And unfortunately for both of us, with loyalties to a bunch of different schools, Duke's number one again. I know, the worst. And it pains me to say it, it really does, but they're really good. Okay, but like, uh, don't say that. Okay, tell, talk about it like come March, then then we'll say it, they're good. They have Grace Allen, whatever. I, he looks good though, I mean, he's a he's senior He's a senior, now, right? he's yeah. supposed to look good. <laughs> he's 22 years old, he's supposed to look good. So... The thing about this team is it's not just Grace Allen. And what scares me is he's providing leadership at this point, which they don't even need him to be their best player. Uh, the freshman – I mean, Coach K has recruited, even put Calipari in that regard, as many good one-and-done players as there is in the oh, country. because yeah, he has to. Because he has to. I mean, yeah. he adapted to uh-huh. what it is. And, and his freshman class, unbiasedly, has the most blue-chip NBA draft prospects in it. Yeah. I got to say, last year, on a whim with a couple friends, we were like, hey, let's go see this high school basketball game. There's this really good kid playing. He's a junior. I'm like, oh, cool. We'll see him. Maybe we'll see him again next year. He was Marvin Bagley Jr. He reclassified, and now he's at Duke, and now he's going to be a top three pick, and he's already nasty way earlier than I thought he would be. Uh, what I remember what, about that game, which is funny, is very Joel Embiid-like, and I want to, not just because they have the same hairstyle, <laughs> but the way that he plays is very um, Eurostep-like, yeah. European-like. Yeah. He's got moves. He's yeah. a seven, close-to-seven-footer close to that has an all-around game. You see it at Duke, and it's exactly what that team needs, given that they've always had good athletic perimeter players last year. I think it was at A&M, Texas A&M, or South Carolina. One of those teams beat them in the tournament because they had no size inside. Yeah. I'm torn because I actually like the build of this Duke team, but I do not want them to win. Gary Trent Jr., I didn't even know Gary Trent had kids or had college <laughs> age already. But they're good. They're 8-0 already. They beat a good Florida team. They've already uh, beat Michigan State. I mean, yeah. I know it's not March, but they're pretty good early. No, they're pretty good. Um, I, Yeah, that the guy that you were talking about, he's – he needs he he needs to be in and out. That's what they need. They needed the in and out. They need the all around. They don't need the postman. They need everyone to kind of mix and mingle. Kind of like you said, yeah. like Joel and B kind of this mix. And well, mingle. what's weird about Bagley is it almost seems like he wants to pass first when he gets the ball in the block. Yeah. I mean, he went for I think thirty plus against uh, I don't know if it was against Florida, but one of his recent games. And he started out kind of good against Michigan State and then got injured. But whenever you get a player like this on a team that already has leadership, I think that's what's kind of doomed Kentucky in the last couple mm-hmm. of years and where there's enough talent where they don't have to be the guy that goes for 30, 40-plus a night. It's kind of scary. There's some other good teams in the landscape, but it's hard to say there's a better team than Duke right now. I know Kansas is right on their heels at number two in the country and 5-0, and mm-hmm. but they've got their own issues too. But who's going to be the team to humble Duke? It's probably going to be North Carolina. And They're probably going to split too. that series. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know when the last time. It's probably been a while since a team won every matchup in that rivalry because you're probably going to play at least three times in this season, given yeah. the, A-10 tur- or the ACC the tournament, tournament as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, unless someone else goes crazy. But, okay, yeah. 
Now, I brought up Kansas because they're good. You know, they handed Kentucky their only loss in the, in the showdown early in the, in the year, which I, I am a big fan of, and it seems like at least early on in the season, they got those four teams right, all four still in the top ten, yeah. doing very well. Uh, Kansas is good. Bill Self, you know, has had his tournament struggles. But I'm interested to see what their uh, freshman looks like who got into the car accident that, I don't know if you heard about this, but no. my favorite college basketball season story of the year. A minor car <laughs> accident with no, with no police reports. I'm going to pull this kid's name up here in a second. No police reports. But then Kansas said, we're going to hold him out because we need to do our own investigation. Okay. So what does that tell you? That means that he was drunk. Or that the car was not exactly a proper <laughs> uh, benefit. Drew. So Fair. I'm, uh, yeah. Fair. I That's mean, uh, not a bad, yeah. That was, so that was the one that, that got me. But no, they're, they're a good team. I mean, they're, they're always a good team, though. Oh, I don't, I don't fault Kansas ever. I mean, I don't shy away from Kansas. They're always a good team. I don't, Bill Self is a great coach. I mean, he is. He is. And like, that's... And that's... I have to give that to Duke as well. I hate Coach K and I hate Duke, but he's a good coach. The kid's name is Billy Preston. He's from out here. Uh, of course he is. went to a couple different high schools. <laughs> I think he went to a prep school. And uh, yeah, we'll see what he looks like if he does play a lot this season too. Um, but it is a lot of blue bloods in the top yeah. ranking, just looking at you know who's position. Michigan State's fascinating because with Bridges coming back as... A lottery pick, a sophomore returning. He could have gone top 10 last year. I'm interested to see how he does on this team. He hasn't really played too much because of the injury, but does he help or hurt his draft status with all these freshmen every year coming in? You never know. I mean, I think at that point, you could potentially fall further down the depth chart. I think he'll be solid no matter what. I mean, I think he knew coming back. Of course, his injury is going to stagger him a little bit, but I think he knew coming back what he was going up against, and he probably just didn't want to go last year so maybe this year maybe not who knows there's always uh, a couple teams that surprise early on and i think notre dame fits that bill. yes they win that tournament in maui mike breen doing a great job there mm-hmm. um and florida who <coughs> we mentioned lost to duke but i think they're averaging like 99 points mm-hmm. a game like it's crazy i do want to talk about your kentucky wildcats though. okay one loss to a very good Kansas team in a three-point game in that in that you know introductory shootout game, but not to judge too much good or bad. Their best win of the year is probably Harvard. Yeah, if I have that right. Yeah, that's their the best team that they play. So you high on this team? It doesn't seem like it has a lot of the hoopla and the fanfare. I was looking at the roster and some of the draft projections. I think Knox is the only guy yeah. that's looking like a top five, top six ish pick, which yeah. is pretty low for Calipari standards. Yeah. Um. I. I haven't really delved into this team a whole lot yet, but um, they're not. Yeah, you're right. They're not getting as much of the. Oh, this guy's good number one overall. Right. This guy good number two overall. He's like a big man to watch out for. It's not that kind of team. I think they're still trying to figure out who they are, and I think Cal's still trying to figure out who they are. These guys are young. Like, you think our teams in the past were young? These guys are younger. Which is scary. It is. And uh, you know what's crazy, too? The backcourt is very, and, and I don't, again, don't really know as much about this team, uh, especially as you do, but the backcourt, very young and very unheralded. Mm-hmm. But with Knox, and there's another kid on their team, uh, Washington. I think his name's PJ, oh, PJ Washington. Washington. Yeah. He's got that, like, late blue chip mm-hmm. potential where I don't even think he starts on the team, mm-hmm. but he goes at about 6'7", 235. And he's the guy, a la, I, mean, I don't want to say like a Devin Booker type, but a guy that's not getting a lot of minutes now that could bloom in the NBA, yeah. could bloom down the stretch this season. So with these Calipari teams, 
and this dates back to the Randall year where they were an eight seed and made the final. Mm-hmm. You don't want them getting hot if you're playing them into the tournament. So I think they're going to be about this, you know, pushing the top ten. We'll probably hit a rush, rough patch in conference play. But I see them as about a top 15 team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's still weird for me watching these games and seeing these players in the number three uniform and it's not Bam. Or the number five uniform and it's not a Harrison Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still getting used to them. But mm-hmm. talk to me in January and February during SEC play and I might have a different opinion. But I don't I mean I don't mind them. They're good. Right. We'll see we'll see what it comes up. SEC is gonna be really tough this year. They are really um, tough. A and M, Texas A and M just went in and just embarrassed USC yep. at home. I know it's one game and it's one loss for SC, but SC had a lot of hype in the Pac twelve. This was supposed to be one of their best years ever. And AM went to USC and beat him down. Yep. So, with defense to yeah. beat. Uh, I think the SEC is going to be very good this year, especially Alabama, because <laughs> that game on Saturday, still talking with Brenna Haven on the Money Mitch effect. Not the Alabama football game, but the basketball game, where they're playing Minnesota, two teams that are ranked, by the way, in a, in a pretty good competitive matchup, a tournament final at the Barclays. One of those preseason tournaments, or one of those actual <laughs> one early of the season petty tournaments. preseason tournaments. So Minnesota is up by a little bit. I think they were up by about double digits, and there was an altercation on the floor, and all that Alabama bench took like between two and five steps on the court, enough that it was noticeable. By rule, they're all ejected. Mm-hmm. So Bama was five on five the rest of the game. One guy gets injured, one guy falls out. They played five on three, and miraculously outscored them the rest of the game five on three. It's it was incredible. I yeah. mean, when have you ever seen anything like that? No, uh, the only time I can remember ever seeing a full brawl on the basketball court was the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> that I was just, the so only if, time I can remember seeing one. If you're playing five on three, and this is my theory that delves into other sports, especially if it's hockey on a five on three setting, which I I mean I've never seen it last more than like yeah. two minutes, but if you're playing where you're outmanning your opponent, I think it got mental with Minnesota. Oh, for sure. Because the one thing you want to do is just slow it down and just play fundamental basketball mm-hmm. and outnumber them. Mm-hmm. And I watched the highlight. First of all, Colin Sexton, I think his first name's Colin, but Sexton on yeah. Alabama. Unbelievable. He's yeah. like top five in scoring. He's he's a freshman. I mm-hmm. can never remember Bama having a good freshman yeah, like this good. that Avery Johnson recruited. He's going to be a lottery pick. But he was going one-on-three and scoring yeah. on these guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, not even in basketball, yeah, I don't know how you can let that happen. You saw Minnesota uh, accept the trophy, and they were just kind of like not even smiling. Right. Like embarrassed. No, but, but you're right. It was, it's, it is definitely mental. Like you have to slow it down. You have to – there will be an opening at some point, but you – or you run the floor, or you tire them out, and you just run. Well, what about on offense, though, when they were playing a one-two zone? I <laughs> That's kind of like funny. It's, that's where I think it really gets mental, where you're kind of like afraid to shoot because the threes are always going to uh-huh. be there. Uh-huh. Not on the wing, but kind of like in between the top and the wing. Yeah, they're always sure. going to be there. Yeah, that mid-range so, jumper. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's just, you see something new every day uh, in college sports. Before I can't end the, the college basketball talk without your thoughts on UCLA basketball oh, because I don't know if you've been paying attention topic. to the news. Um, LiAngelo ball, the, the ball that's was the is by all metric the least talented one and, and the least the, marketable one. The least marketable one. The one we hadn't heard about. Correct. Coincidence, I think. <laughs> but so him and his teammates at UCLA get in, get caught stealing and it turns out they stole it all four stores in the shopping plaza, all on camera in China. So I'm just gonna turn the floor over to you and just break down why anyone would even think about stealing from high end stores anywhere, let alone in China, when you're on a school trip. 
Because he's a moron. Your dad has That's millions of dollars. I'm sorry. Like, you're over there to play a game. Like, come on, dude. Really? And don't tell me that he wasn't the regulator on all this. I, Surely yeah. he was. I, first of all, I, I did hear what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said okay, what on the radio. Where he said, and he, this is one that I think might, if anything, is going to get through to, to LeVar, if anything. And, and LiAngelo might be this. He said, I'm, it basically embarrassed my legacy. Like your mm-hmm. name being attached to my school. Mm-hmm. And he talked about that, but he also talked about just not having any maturity, being humble at all. Yeah. He's like this kid, and obviously he's talking about LiAngelo, is driving a uh, Mercedes around uh-huh. UCLA. And I thought about this, and I was like, you know, it does make a lot of sense. I, you never want to be the, the, the grumpy old person saying like, you know, these young kids shouldn't have fun. But there is, from the outside, it seems to be a lot of entitlement going on with oh, the Ball family. Yeah. And, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame because some of them can really play basketball. Okay, but, but it'd be one this, thing also if, yeah. if Lonzo was dominating, but he's not. No, no, he's not. And uh, I don't think his dad realizes that he's just painting a bigger he's target on everybody's back. They're... And, and, and I'm not even getting political, but all you do is say thank you and walk yeah. away. And don't, for her ball to keep saying, what did anybody do to help us? Just, you should not be talking. Well, I mean, UC- that's what it is. UCLA is coming to Lexington soon, so uh, that would have been a good game. But They're in trouble. That team is not that good this no. year. Um, not that good. I feel bad for their coach because I actually, like, the coach probably thought he had a good with the second ball brother. And now he's kind of like shooting himself in the foot. What are the odds that Lamelo Ball, the youngest one, goes mm-hmm. to UCLA? I'd put it at less than five percent. Oh, I think he has. NCAA I would put violations. probably yeah, I'd say about maybe twenty percent <laughs> that he even plays college at yeah. all. Yeah, well, that's what I, I was talking. I was talking to someone, and it might have been you, but they that he'll go overseas or go somewhere else and play, and then try to join the NBA. They're going to have major issues if they're wearing the baller brand shoes that nobody's buying for $300 mm-hmm. and making money off them, even if it's a dime. Yep. I mean, I, I can't see it, but uh, you're steal- you're on camera stealing at every store. In China. Like, what can you not get at these stores that you can, in China that you well, can't and get in you're, I mean, you're basically in a communist country yeah. at that point. Like, what I'm are you doing? they let them go. Yeah, it's... Oh, there's that story about a uh, football player. I forget where he was from. It might have been like Cincinnati or Ball State, yes, I think it was. Yes, I, I read this story. Got yes. into a bar fight yes. in China, and he's serving 10 years. Yes. Uh-huh. So, got to be careful. Mm, got to be careful. Mm. But anyway, we're excited for college basketball mm-hmm. season, and you know, I think it'll be fun. Uh, still chatting with Brenna Haven on the Money Mitch Effect. Other topics going around the sports world. And it, I'll just say one thing off the top. I know it wasn't one of the things we initially discussed. But can I tell you how insufferable hearing about Tom Brady's TB12 diet is? <laughs> I don't even know what the deal is. What's so, the deal with that? I don't even know what it is. It's okay. Clearly I, I'm so invested in Tom Brady that I have no idea what his TB12 diet is. I respect Brady as probably the greatest quarterback of all time and what he's doing and how at age 40 he's an MVP frontrunner. But all of this hoopla about his diet book that he wrote, his book which is basically meal plans and how he – believes in pliability how he says he's better trained he avoids concussions and injuries because he's in in that tip-top shape how he's trying to start a movement (laughs) Uh, it seems very fishy it's like he i thought he wanted to be like joe montana now it seems like you know tony robbins or something Mm -hmm. 
But I just no, I'm in and, and this is more of a bigger picture, not just Tom Brady. Good for what anybody wants to do to get themselves in shape. Yeah, it's but great. Don't push that down my throat. No. And I feel like it's been a little insufferable. Well, like I had to vent a little your bit. Your body is different than his. That's like it, 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 that would be like a Victoria's Secret model telling me what to eat. Like I'm not gonna. That's not gonna be the same thing just, at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have the time, energy, resources to invest um, in yeah, that. Yeah, but good for money. him. No, it's it's great that it's gotten him to where he wants to be. Absolutely. Sounds but, miserable to me. But that's the whole world. Now Avocado is, ice cream as oh, as your gosh. dessert. Give me chocolate. Give me chocolate I mean, fudge brownie, Ben and Jerry's, and I'll be happy. <laughs> um, I wasn't planning on talking too much NFL, but. The news today, I need your opinion on something. Yes. Have you ever seen a star potential Hall of Famer done dirtier than Eli Manning? No, I think that was horrible. I mean, I we're not Eli fans. No. I know you root against the Giants passionately. I think passionately, it was absolutely horrible. But that was ridiculous. Yeah. I think McAdoo should have gone before. Well, he's you, gone. How do you he's bench gone. Eli? So here's here's my whole thought on that. Eli, McAdoo's gone at the end of the year. Right. Like, there's no way. That's, but that tells me is that move didn't come just from McAdoo. No. Because if he does that to go rogue... They, they no would have fired him immediately. Yeah, they have no, no line. line. What is he supposed to do? Receivers are one, two, top two receivers are hurt. Right. Uh, defense has been a disaster, and just and the fact that they had the audacity to go to Eli and say, "Oh, we'll start you for a play just to keep your little streak right. alive." That's insane. Like, That's so rude. Embarrassing. That's okay. At, at least if they if they had come to a decision together and been like, "Okay, you know what? It's best for my." Health. Let me get ready for next year, kind of thing. But no, the timing that wasn't. Just, the timing is terrible. And for Gina too. Smith, exactly. That's, really? That's part. <laughs> like what? Yeah. I didn't even know he was their backup. I, I know that was you learned something new every day. <laughs> Mason or whatever his name yeah. was. I thought that's who it was, but. Yeah, I. If they weren't gonna do, I mean, the funny thing is, he's actually doing a little better than he was last year at mm-hmm. this time. Uh, but should, week thirteen, when at this point in the yeah. season, and just out of the blue. Utterly ridiculous. Well, your so. fans are gonna be pissed too. No one's gonna. He's come a legend, to, dude. No that's one's the other thing. The games. Like this, no and, one's gonna. And you bring up a good point with Geno Smith, right? They could have drafted a quarterback first, which they're probably still gonna do uh-huh. next year. They get the a top five pick to get a quarterback. If it's week thirteen next year, and there's somebody with a name that they invested a lot into, yeah. it's a different situation. Right. But not a retread, Geno Smith. Gross. <laughs> like he's probably just hanging out in New York and like ready to go. Well, I did read something today that you know the Manning family has uh, a, a great reputation, you know, through generations, and they have a lot of connections in the media. So they're gonna, the Giants are gonna get roasted all oh, week. Oh yeah, all week. So what do you think happens with Eli and the Giants? Do you think this is the He's end gone. of a? Now the the funny thing is they can release his contract, and it's not that much. I mean, I should say not that much, but it's like in that fifteen, sixteen million range, okay. and not with too many years attached to it. He's not going to play again for them. I would yeah. be highly doubt. I think he wants out. I think he wants to go yeah. somewhere else. And there's still a market for him. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin runs that team. Everyone's saying. Needs a defense. <laughs> everyone's um, saying that. I mean, well, unless your quarterback goes there. Oh, God. Uh-huh. No, I, I don't know. Can sign him, please? <laughs> I, well, I, I needed your take on D.C. sports because when have we ever seen a quarterback in Cousins hit the free agent market at the prime of his career? Can we just Other, sign him? I don't I, understand what the issue is. It's ridiculous it's even gotten to this yeah. point, to tell you the truth. He's the second most passing yards in, like out of the quarterbacks this year. He's a top 10 quarterback who's going to be a free agent at the peak of his career, and that's only by my recollection happened once, and that was Breeze, and Breeze was coming off of an injury. Uh-huh. I can't think of anything in the last 30 years no. that's like this. So, 
I would like be keeping him. I would be <laughs> so mad. If he wants out, hey, he could get out. That's the market's there. God. But I hope we beat Dallas this week. That's all I can so about. You, how are you feeling about the other teams in DC though? Um, I mean, I know the Nats just n- attitude Nats, failed yeah. again. Same, same stuff, different year. Um, the Wizards, John Wall's out for two weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. He had surgery on his knee or something. Um, they'll be good. I think they'll be. A, I think they'll be solid second round playoffs again. <laughs> same, 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 old, same, same old. old, same old. They, you know, yeah, with the you Cavs and Celtics, it's of, tough to... of the Cavs and the Celtics, and you need a big man like Gortat's not doing anything. I was really looking forward to the potential of, and these are connected, by the way, of the Pelicans. Struggling, yeah, and then a certain big man being on the trading block oh, in DC be being a great home form, and Cousins, not Davis, full yes. disclosure. But they're actually playing kind of well, they're a solid yeah. team. They're imagine? both playing them. I mean, Cousins, this is the best boogies looked. Could you imagine Cousins career. and Wall back together? And if you could keep Beal out of it, <laughs> we just paid Beal yeah. and Otto Porter for like a I do years. like Kelly Oubre, though. I'm a yes. fan of his game. I think that was a great pick. I think he fits in well, mm-hmm. and, Pop, and Porter's doing well. They do need a big man. That's what's going to come down man. to yeah. one piece away. But and it's a little bit of bench. Um, Give me a little bit of bench. I'm worried about the Capitals, though. Full disclosure. I don't know what's happening with them right now. The window's closing. Like, it's not in a no. super rush. Yes. It, you got, like, a year or two more max. I'd say, like, three. Because okay. I, I, I think Ovechkin still, by the way, sidebar. Great story with him and the uh, cancer patient, yes. I believe it was, how he said he'd score for him and mm-hmm. then he got a hat trick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still handling business as a pro. But the roster's not getting any younger. No. Um, I, I worry. That division is so tough. If you lose any ground, yeah. there's always somebody else coming yeah. up. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know anything about the Caps, to be honest with you right now, but the season's very long. It's, Get to the playoffs healthy. And give yourself yeah. a chance. Beat a, Pittsburgh. <laughs> this is a weird time of year, too, because everything is going on except for baseball. So, like, yeah. you're trying to keep your mind a little bit and everything so you can't really fully invest in one thing. Yeah, and I'm still very disappointed that the NHL – I'm not disappointed. I know Adidas has new NHL jerseys, and they wanted to wait a year to do throwbacks, so – Oh. So we're not seeing any oh, so far this year. Oh, can you imagine seeing the Capitals throwbacks, the white with the blue and the why? gold? It, <laughs> I'm glad you bring that up. Their bigger issue here is why don't we have more more recent throwbacks? I, I want know. the Kings to wear the 90s white and black yeah. jerseys. Why like, not? that would be a great, you know. Yeah, why not? Bring out maybe those, we should be in charge yeah, of the jerseys. <laughs> bring out those hideous Vancouver B jerseys, too. It'd be like the Lakers and wear that the relocated. MPLS yeah, jerseys. If, if, they could, if they can wear that, although I don't think that I would like it, but gross. imagine if the Thunder wore the Sonics jerseys one oh night, God. how mad everyone would It would be awesome to see, <laughs> it would, but how mad everyone would be. I guess be Minneapolis is, uh, has given up on it. That would be fun. Uh, Brenna, though, i got to ask. Mm-hmm. Is this an interesting time for sports and entertainment couples? Oh, yeah. I feel like it's for power Always. brokering right now. Always. All right, I've never been more. At first, I hated this guy. Now I'm just insanely jealous of his life. But a Rod, oh. I mean, come on, <laughs> like not just the fact that like I really did not like him as a baseball player just because the yeah. antics and the attitude. Mm-hmm. But then I, he's a great analyst. Pains me to admit it, but he is. He's really yeah, good yeah. on TV. He's uh-huh. funny. He's engaging. He makes fun of himself and the whole J Lo thing. I think she's loosened him up a little bit. It's. I mean, Not no every time on social media, they're just uh, eating ice cream or playing around with it's all their a, kids. It's, it's, Some of those are his kids, right? It's uh, yeah, he has two daughters, I think. Um, 
But yeah, it's a shame that he can't have a kid of their own. She's too old. Is she? Well, She's like 49 or something. You never Janet Jackson. Oh, fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that, kid that kid would be would really be... cute. <laughs> yeah, that kid would have a lot of chances in life to do a lot of different things. <laughs> but he's becoming like... He's having a resurgence. A-Rod's having a resurgence. How does that guy have a resurgence? Because like his whole career know. was you know, a 20-year, $300 million career where he was... Yeah, attached to J-Lo in it's here. It's crazy. And J-Lo's in it. J-Lo's in the thick of it. It's she's crazy. She's in her Vegas show. She's doing her whole thing. She is. She is. She's um, killing it. And the other, you know, it's funny. I need, I need your take on the Blake Griffin injury because we hate to see it happen. I was all prepared to talk about some of his other stuff, but yeah, a guy gets hurt. I feel yeah. bad for him again. Yeah. A two month injury. And of course, Austin Rivers falls on him. Yeah, of course. Which, I mean, why would he? Rivers can't see where his two feet land. Ever. <laughs> I just. The, the Rivers defenders get me. Like, you know, we, we know B. Mark, and he's a Clippers fan. Mm-hmm. and um, I do feel bad for Blake, though. I do. I do. Well, the thing about it, it, it was uh, <laughs> it was Clarkson hit a jumper right in Griffin's face well, last night. Kendall and Jenner's exes. thought, yeah. Going at it. Yeah, I just thought, okay, you know. They've, they've covered, like, 90% of the NBA. Who? The Jenner, Kardashian yes. family. Like, we're yeah. getting to that point where it's – more likely to find out but, who hasn't dated an yeah. NBA player, who hasn't dated a Jenner. And she's staying in LA, which is smart. She's not going to Cleveland. Did I get a... <laughs> that's just... <laughs> I don't even want to get into that anymore. No. Her just, you know... She's basically patronizing the whole city and no one notices, mm-hmm. but... Um, she's not even pregnant. I, I will put my no? marker on that. She got jealous of the baby sister. Pregnant. I think Kylie's pregnant. I don't think she's pregnant. Who's... Uh, who's the father of that kid? Is it? I don't know. Travis Tra- Scott. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Tigers though. in there. If I saw him on the shirt, I would have no idea who that is. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, we're way off topic here. But I just do not <laughs> identify with a lot of these. I do, I do not identify with a lot of these new hip hop artists. I, I, I and I grew so up old. listening to so no much hip hop, and now I'm like, it's kind of hipstery. Nope. The pants are tight. I'm just like, this is a little. You talk country music to me. That's all. I'm, uh, really I'm, I'm lost there. Uh, I certainly am. But other things in pop culture, just while we're shooting the breeze here, that got your attention? Um, Justin Berlander and Kate Upton got married. That's a good one. They had to postpone their actual wedding because it was supposed to be Game 7 of the World Series. And that's, that's when, they when went their to original Italy. wedding was. And that was supposed to be in Italy, too? Yes. Okay. I think so. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he but met I know her. They got I'm pretty sure Berlander met Kate Upton on a commercial shoot. For like an MLB video game. Oh, really? Because she was in a commercial video game with him and like four other MLB players. Mm. <laughs> and and he just, she picked him? He had the moves. I don't oh. know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. It's not the sleaziest story. It's not the sleaziest story I've heard. That's still, and I and I respect yeah. him a lot, but Andy Roddick reading SI swimsuit one day True. to his agent saying, who's She's that? She's pregnant again. Touch? She's yeah. having her second child with them. Yeah. So and your boy TJ and his I, daughters, I'm obsessed. Greatest with. Halloween costume ever, right? <laughs> so good, like right? I just the Oshi family just <laughs> They're doing a good job. Yeah. They're doing a good job. But to be fair and to be impartial. Didn't like the contract that the Capitals gave him. It's like no, eight but years. Like, like, but they're all in. I mean they like at that point they're raising the kids in D C it's all good. We mm-hmm. got we got the kids. Can I ask you a question? Who do you think's gonna win the Super Bowl? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm going Sorry, to... Sorry, I'm going completely yeah. random No, 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 that's fair. Uh, if I had to pick a Super Bowl champ right now, I am going to say the... Drum roll, please. 
Atlanta Falcons. Wow. Yeah. Bold statement. I like that team to, to get back and finish their business there. Uh, I'm also the Saints, actually. I like the Saints. I think I think the NFC and like all due respect to Eagles and Vikings fan, there are every team that makes that playoffs is going to have gonna a be chance really to win the whole thing. Yeah, and if we I remember Ryan Lindley and Cam Newton mm-hmm. seven eight and one Panthers in a wild card game, and I was just like, this is the worst football ever. The AFC it's down to the Patriots or Steelers. I just didn't want to say one of them to win the yeah. Super Bowl. But no, I think it'll be the NFC this year. I think I'm with you. Someone. I I got to see these teams in the playoffs matched up against each other. Right. I think. Atlanta, New. I, I don't really think Carolina is as good as their record is. Um, Seattle, I have a ton of respect for. They might get there, but they don't have. I don't the, think they're not as there. healthy enough. And the Rams are still. I'll tell you who I wouldn't want to play if I was in the NFC: the Vikings. Yeah. Because that is just a bloodbath every time they play. Uh huh. So they're good. The I don't know, the Eagles good. are ten and one, so they're going to be right there too. Oh, I just the Eagles. I don't. It still seems early, right, for that. I team. know. Like, I don't. I think this I'm is going to be. I'm seeing them play a, in two weeks here. Yeah. Oh, lucky you! I'm going to Browns Chargers this oh. week, so that'll be a disaster. I had to choose. I yeah. Had to, I got. Yo, forced. good call. <laughs> no, I got oh. forced because the Redskins play the Chargers the same day, same time. Redskins Chargers. Wow. So. I mean, brownie points there. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of brownie points. I. You know, it's it's interesting. I think this is the time of year when like we're all just looking at college football, pro football, and, and what's going to happen with. With that, those playoff pictures, then you got hockey and basketball starting up. So yeah, hockey and basketball, I feel like I can't really focus on until January. Well, until like, uh, yeah. But does that make any difference to you if your team is playing, or I guess is doing well, doing poorly? What do you mean? The Wizards were like on that winning streak that the Celtics were on. Would yeah. you be, you'd be more tuned into basketball yeah, like sure. every night. Like the, I gotta the, follow. The Wizards yeah. are supposed to be out here next weekend, but I can't go. But they'll be here. But I probably would have made more an effort had John Wall been. Yeah. So healthy. no, that's true. And so that's the problem with seeing an NBA team in person is you never know who's going to be out that never given know. night. And they got to figure out something to do there. Yeah. I did have one final question yes. for you, and is that and that's more of a how jealous are you of the fact that I saw Brooks Light his first point. As I'm an so King. jealous. I'm glad was it's... Juliana Huff there? I probably. I didn't <laughs> see her. I don't know. I love him. I love following him on social media and seeing everything that he's when doing. Did, he's worked his butt what, off. How did that happen? Those two. I mean, I like Brooks. I don't know. It's Grinder, a great question. Great, hardworking yeah, guy. I really like Brooks a lot. But I don't was, know how that happened, you know, to be honest with you. I was just thinking, because he was in D.C. his whole career until he got yeah. traded to Toronto. So not in New York or L.A. And she was like, like friends with all of the... the Cats wives and girlfriends and stuff. Oh, like her and her and um, oh, Oshi's wife or friend. Yeah, Lee. gotcha. But like she was in DC a lot, so gotcha. I have no, I don't mutual oh. friend. Maybe I don't know. Tinder. Good for, good for yeah. It's a celebrity Tinder <laughs> athlete that's just for elite level. Websites yeah. are the people go on these days. Who knows? Well, okay, Brenna Haven. This was fun. Anything? Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no. Anything on, on your mind? Anything popping in the world of BuzzFeed we no. should know about? No. I, I mean, I will say that I, I'm always good. For, I'm always up to just check whatever the funny videos or memes are. Yeah. But I find it not just to plug sports, but sports still makes me laugh more than just. Yeah. And not just, I mean, I mean, legit, like something that happened in a college football game or. Yeah. I, I think the one that got me was um, the Eagles game where uh, there was a punt where a guy almost ran, a guy almost fell on the ball. That was, that would have been a fumble basically. Oh, yeah. 
And the caption was like, when you when your boy sees his ex girlfriend in a club and you try to get away, and it was just him getting dragged Wait, away by his friends. I just those that make me laugh. Too funny. On Sunday, did you see the Eagles do the electric side? Because that was amazing. It was good. It was it, funny. It was funny. Um, <laughs> that was great. Let me ask you a follow up question: What would have happened if that happened in an NHL game? <laughs> I'm just. I mean, we saw like chain snatching and there's fights. Like I get dancing. I get. I'm all for it. But that was a little. I mean, it was entertaining. But it was. Like, it was if funny. I was on the Bears. I mean, They're having fun. Beat. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. And the second thing was yesterday was the 10 year anniversary of Sean Taylor's passing. I know. I know. We talked about that sad. a little bit. It's yeah. Yeah. No, I remember I, exactly where I was when I found out that he got shot. I, I know. Was in Spanish class. In DC, um, he was a legend, and it's impossible to say where he would have been. Yeah. But had a chance to be the best ever. Oh yeah, people say that he was in the in the short the four years that he played. I got he sad was. watching Lewis Riddick talk about him on mm-hmm. SportsCenter because mm-hmm. you know he worked for the Redskins. Yeah. There, so I was very uh, sad about that. Yeah, and uh, one of the best tributes was when they just went out with ten the first game after. Yeah, which I thought was that was cool. amazing. Yeah, I definitely cried during when he when that first game. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, He's my favorite player ever. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Uh-huh. That's tough. Still got the jersey though. Still, still got strong. the jersey. It's crazy. Kids don't know. I know. It blows my mind. My child yeah. will always know who Sean Taylor is. That's good. Always. All right, Brennan. <laughs> this was fun. We'll do this again sooner. It won't be a six months hi- month hiatus. Uh, thanks again for coming on the thanks show. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Money Mitch Effect. Thanks to Ryan Souls and Brenna Haven for being guests on the show. Thanks to Brian Nelson for designing the logo, Tim Adams for supplying the beats, and everybody out there, thank you for listening to this show, which you can find all episodes of the Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect. You can leave a rating, a review, subscribe. Hope you do that. Uh, wherever you can, uh, however you can listen to this show, I greatly appreciate that. A, uh, another big show coming up this week. Got to talk hoops. Got to talk college football. Man, the playoff committee is going to have their hands full if Ohio State beats Wisconsin. Wisconsin currently fourth. Auburn moving up to two at, at a record with two losses. Bam on the outside. You know how much I love that. But looks like they might actually get in after all. Lots to talk about there. Glad you enjoyed this show. If you like it, tell a friend, share it, do whatever it is that you do. But whatever it is you do, do it well. I am Mitch Michaels. Thank you for listening. This was the Money Mitch Effect. And until next time, keep enjoying sports.